And don't use that one. Don't use what one? <laughs> I can't, you're not to be trusted <laughs> when it comes to this, this podcast stream. Uh, <sighs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Permanent Plus One Podcast. Welcome. I go by the name of Alan Aloysius Jenkins. <laughs> this is my beautiful, talented, smart, sophisticated, and classy wife. He's really trying to be funny. <laughs> it sounds very complimentary, very sweet, but there's a reason why he's going on and on. About let's let's just adjectives. start there. Let's, let's let's start there. Let's start there. Let's. Okay. We should. So the other day, <laughs> I'm just walking through my house, minding my business, and this beautiful woman approaches. She catches my eye, and I look over at her and I tell her, "You're so beautiful." Mm-hmm. And what did she say back? People been telling me I've been beautiful my whole life. <laughs> I did not say okay. those exact words. It's not, I didn't. That's not, okay, context. What did, what did you say? I said something to the effect of, you know, hoping that you think I'm as smart as I am beautiful. Or as, you know, kind. As determined. As, you know, these other things that I think that I am. You are all of those things. Thank you. But in that particular moment, you were beautiful. Yes. And kind. Mm-hmm. You were kind. I mean, don't get me wrong. I appreciate the compliments. Mm-hmm. I do, and I'm I'm thankful that you think that I'm beautiful. But I also think it's important that women are also affirmed in other ways. Yeah. I try to do that for the girls. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty. You know, not just telling them all the time. Oh, you look cute, girl. Your outfit's cute. Yeah. Like you smart. You were smart. <laughs> <It was> kind. <laughs> And I understand. I get it. I totally understand the the perspective of, you know, not wanting to be objectified or not wanting to feel like you're just another pretty face. Thank you. However, but there's a there's a there's, there's a, a however. <laughs> mm-hmm. You are you are a beautiful Thank you, woman. I appreciate that. And I will start giving you more of the affirmations oh well everyone listening please know that ever since this conversation (laughs) he has taken it upon himself to make sure he points out when i say oh you're you look cute today i'm smart aren't i (laughs) um yes you're also smart (laughs) thank you for flipping that whole conversation i just wanted to be a two-way you know it's fine it's fine or evil opportunity to, Mm -hmm. to you know learn that I am also intelligent. Yes, you are very intelligent. I thank you for being patient with me and letting me know that, you know, you need other versions of affirmation as well. Okay, I'm glad we're at a place where we can communicate about that. Me too. Our communication game is much stronger these days. You have come a long way. I have come a long way. Yeah. It was mostly me who was not... I'm a great external communicator. Yeah, just not... Internal, as far as like personal relationships, sometimes I struggle. Yeah, so let's let's jump from that. I think that's a good segue into we were having a conversation about your needs, um, and the fact that you were super selfless. Yeah. And almost to a fault. Definitely to a fault. Yeah. Um, like for example, I will be. I don't know. There's so many things that happen. (laughs) It's hard to pick one. But I'll say, for example, it gets frustrating for you. I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna go around the corner and you said you needed something from the store do you want me to go ahead and go to the store no, for you it's 
fine. I'll just, I'll, I'll wait until this evening and I'll go, even though I got a thousand other things to do. And, and I'll be <laughs> like, yeah. And, but I'll be in a shared parking lot with the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you don't want me to go? Mm-hmm. No, yeah, no, it's fine. It's fine. I don't want you to inconvenience yourself, but I'm offering to do it. Yeah. And I'm like, no. but I'm telling you, I want to do this for you, but you somehow backpedal your way out of allowing me to do things yeah. for you sometimes and I have to almost force the you know me doing things for you on you because you are I don't know I'm trying know, to get better at that, that too What's that about? I don't know I just is it that you just are used to doing things for yourself to make sure that they get done or is it I think like that's what part of that? it but um yeah I think part of it too is that I just don't you know want I don't want anyone to have to go out of their way or you know go an extra step for me like I don't you know I'm always concerned about how is it going to impact that person well well no it's okay I don't want them to have to do that even even if that person is offering but I'm, I'm trying to get even better. though you typically go yes five steps yes. out of your way for everybody else yes but you don't want people to go one step out of their way for you or what you see what you deem to be mm-hmm. somebody stepping out you know to make sure that they're going out of their way mm-hmm. even if they're not necessarily going out of their way in their offering yeah I don't know how can we fix it? I'm trying this? to get better at it. Have I gotten better? I'm trying. You're not getting better. Okay. You haven't gotten better. <laughs> okay, well. Prime example today. I'll keep working on it. When but I was on the other side of town. I did let you get it. You did because I, like, forced it. Okay. I, for, I forced the issue. Does anyone else have this issue, <laughs> this problem that they, you know, are selfless to a fault where you, you know, constantly struggle to let other people do things for you? I would love to hear. Your I would love to hear too, especially, but I think more specifically, if you're someone who is always going out of your way to make stuff happen for other people, but then you don't want people to do things for you. I would love to hear. Yeah. Or if you're somebody who has overcome that, that actually I would love to hear from them more so, mm-hmm. so that maybe they can give some tips on how yeah. to just let people ride for you a little bit. Thanks for being patient. Absolutely. Absolutely. We got a chance to sit in front of the television. We (laughs) did, which doesn't happen often. So when we do, we binge. Very, very rare for us to be able to just sit down and really enjoy each other's company and take in, you know, some some, uh, different things that we're catching up on. And so yesterday we did a little binge of being Serena. Okay, it was tell, so great. Tell us about that. What What did you like about it? Would you um, Would you learn? I really loved how transparent she was. How um, she was really vulnerable. I think through the show, and I think for women and for moms, especially new moms, because she's a new mom. Obviously, her daughter I think maybe just turned one or is close to one. Um, but you face a lot of struggles when you are dealing kind of with that first year, or you may face some struggles during that first year. So it's a huge year of adjustment. And she talked about that. And I think sometimes it takes for normal moms to kind of see someone who, you know, you kind of deem as this like superhero, you know, almost like they, you know, they work hard. I don't think anyone doubts that Serena works hard. Right. We know she comes from Compton. <laughs> we know she's, you know what I mean? But at the same time, you know, she's just this revered athlete in person. And so to see her be so vulnerable and be so um, 
just transparent with the struggles and she was riding for herself. And when it came, you know, to certain things like her coach was saying and Mm -hmm. just trying to kind of climb her way back, she had to advocate for herself, like for the grace that she needed to give her body, like natural, let me let myself heal. But also I'm trying to get back to my, um, you know, kind of my normal my new normal almost. So I really enjoyed that. And I think um, it's important. And I think it's a really significant showcase of that type of strength, but also vulnerability for women to see. And for men, I think for men to see and to have that, you know, that perspective. I think that one of the things that um, stood out to me, and I'm I'm trying not to give away too much um, for the people who have not, checked out uh being serena it's a it's a five-part series or at least so far there have been five parts mm-hmm. uh it's on hbo um, but there is one particular portion where her coach was pushing her to do several things uh one of which was he essentially said that if she really wanted to be on the road to win uh these grand slams like that tennis needed to be her first priority again and he made a suggestion that she uh, go on a 30-day trip away from the new baby. I think at that point, the baby maybe was about eight months. Mm-hmm. And Serena said something that I was, I thought was really compelling. And she said that, for one, she didn't want to leave the baby for 30 days. She didn't want to... Um, <laughs> she said that for the baby to even stay with with the father was not an option. She did. You know, like <laughs> to stay with the husband. I was like, there was something different about that. I mean, I, I think that I've heard women kind of speak in that way, but it seems to me based on, you know, at least the clips that, you know, her husband is a capable father, mm-hmm. you know? And so it was just like for her to be like, no, nah, that's not an option for yeah. her to stay with him for 30 days. Like, you know, that was just, you know, I don't know. I think because the baby was so little still, mm-hmm. and she was still breastfeeding at that point. I think Cause she because that was part of the conversation about yes. stopping. So they they was transitioning, but she had to wean. She would have had to wean her yeah. off of it. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they you, had started you just looked at me like <laughs> yeah. you said wiener. I mean, <laughs> okay, don't be immature. Okay, I said it. <laughs> but I think that that was when they had already transitioned to the formula. But so it wasn't about. It wasn't about her eating habits. It was about... She just didn't want to be away. I mean, and that's... 30 days is a very long time to be away from your... Like, your baby, Mm -hmm. you know, especially your first child. Like, she's trying to figure it all out. But I get what you're saying as far as, like, her saying, okay, she also couldn't be with um, Alexis, her husband. Yeah. So... But I I understand that. I understand that intuition and be like, I'm not going to leave my baby for 30 days. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's... it's definitely a, a challenge and uh, it's definitely a, a, a decision that would be difficult to make. Mm-hmm. But I think in that type of circumstance, you know, the decision has to be mm-hmm. made. Uh, and so she did go on the trip, but she then did. she, did she bring the baby? She did. Not? She took the baby with her. Uh, Remember okay. she was, so then you, it gave that really, um, I guess, rare glimpse into kind of the behind the scenes mm-hmm. and you know, she's first of all, she's going up against she's preparing for the French Open, I think, is what mm-hmm. she was preparing for. And you, first of all, she's going against ki- um, not kids, but but other athletes who are much younger than her, you know, 10, 12 years younger than her. 
and they're you know they haven't just given birth to a baby right she so then beyond that she's also she's training and then she's having to come back to her room and and i think she had help but you could still see that she was doing it she was still feeding she was still nurturing her daughter um and that's a lot that's a lot to 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 juggle it is a lot Uh, i think my my question is under what circumstances this this kind of makes me go back to the the selflessness conversation uh, under what circumstances does a wife and mother say, hey, I do have this person in place in my life who's my husband and my daughter's father who is willing and capable to help? When do I get out of my own way and allow the people around me to assist in the process? That's a great question. I, I want to say again that I think that the age of the baby had a lot to do with it. Okay. I think that if the baby would, if, if, her child was too, you know what I mean? Like at a different stage, it's just that she was so young and that's a difficult, it's it's hard to leave your child for a week at that age, much less 30 days. Right. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a great series. Um, learned a lot more about Serena, have a lot more respect for her. I mean, she, uh, I don't, I didn't even know that that was possible. Um, (laughs) right. I was going to (laughs) say, yeah, no, it was just because like, you know, like I was saying while we were watching it, like we've, almost kind of watched her we watched her grow up Mm -hmm. we almost kind of grew up with her in in this journey you know of um you know entering at such a young age and coming into the tennis world with venus and just kind of changing the game and um you know making it their own and and really staying in their own lane and doing it their own way and not letting the critics you know change up their style and Mm -hmm. you know they do things how they want to and i think that that's one of the things that's really really dope about the Williams sisters in general is that they have always done it their way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so now, you know, she's doing motherhood her way and she, you know, is, you know, being a wife her mm-hmm. way. So. And she was just here in Cincinnati at the um, Western and Southern Open. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, she lost in the second round. But, um, yeah, I'm just really, you know, hoping and praying she is able to go out on a great note. You know, yeah. like once she decides to retire, whenever that is. But yeah. I know this year has just been a bit tough for her. She's lost. Yeah. yeah, she's yeah. lost a lot of matches. But it's, again, th- this show gives you a lot of insight into this uphill climb she's had to go through over the last year. Yeah, It's been really tough for her. So, yeah, she's very inspiring. She is. Shout out to Serena and Olympia. And Alexis. And Venus. <laughs> and Orsi. <laughs> Orsi. Her mom. That's her mom's name? Yes. It sounds like ointment. <laughs> or a gel. That's what you're uh, thinking of. I can't. There's some orsine on it. Before it get infected. It's swelling. One thing that I'm really interested in seeing is a new movie called Crazy Rich Agents. It's been um, all in the news and um, I think, you know, a lot of people have probably seen it on social media because it's a huge, huge accomplishment for um, Asian culture to be kind of the lead roles in a movie. And I think that's great for representation. Representation matters. Representation definitely matters. And I think that for this to be a movie about... um, Asians being reflected in a non-stereotypical slash martial arts slash uh, I'm a smart mathematician type way. 
uh, I think that that's dope. It is. It is. So I hope that um, people go support it in the same way that we were asking, you know, other people of color to go support Black Panther. Um, I hope that everybody will go out and support this movie. And um, I think it really means a lot to the Asian culture that they have this movie and um, that is being promoted in mainstream, you know, media and, and promotions. So I really hope the movie does well. I think that it's important, you know, like when we think about this particular movie, we think about how black Hollywood has become over the last course, you know, of the last 10 years. We think about all the, the different movies that have come out and how it's shown a variety of people from a variety of backgrounds. And that's something that we really had to fight for, you know, as a culture. I think it is important for us to make sure that when other people of color are showcased in uh, movies and in, you know, artistry in general, to make sure that we are also supporting that because we have to be able to send a message to Hollywood that, you know, these, these dollars are here to be, you know, spent and we have to speak with our dollars and say that we are interested in hearing, you know, these stories of different cultures, because typically, you know, we go to see lots of different movies that have a lot of different cultures in it. But then there are some cultures that, you know, don't look at, their spending habits in the same mm-hmm. way. So I think that it, that is important for, you know, people of color in general to make sure that we're stepping up and, you know, supporting these types of films too. We thank you for tuning in. Uh, make sure that you follow us on iTunes, like, subscribe, leave a comment. You can do the same thing on Google Podcasts. And you can also check us out on Spotify. The podcast is not there. However, we do have a playlist that we've kind of compiled for you with some of our favorite songs, songs of some of the guests that have come through the program. Just go to Spotify and you're going to search for Permanent Plus One. The playlist will pop up and make sure that you subscribe to that playlist. So as we add new songs, you can do that and you know put some tunes on uh, and lastly make sure that you are following us on social media we are on instagram and we're on facebook permanent plus one until the next time love each other <laughs>